Christ of our salvation is the crucified Christ. As Christians, if we are living according to law, attempting to please God by our own behavior, then we have no need of the one who was crucified and resurrected for us. Listen to Paul's words in Galatians 3 verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was openly portrayed crucified? Please stay with us as we focus today on the crucified Christ on this life study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. This is a crucial word for believers today, really a message not to be missed, and we have Dick Taylor in the studio to be part of our fellowship. Hi, Dick. Hi, Chris. Good to be here with you. Dick, the Apostle Paul was really strong with the Galatians, wasn't he? He sure was. I wonder if he were here today, if he would have similar words for us. What do you think? I have a feeling that he would, because uh, like in Galatians 1, 6, it says, I marvel that you're so quickly removing from him who has called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. It's very easy to be removed from Christ, and as we'll see in this message, even Christ and his cross. I'm sure that Paul would speak these strong words to us today, Chris, because it's easy to fall into the same trap and rut that the Galatians fell into. That is to be removing from Christ and his cross and to go to something else. For example, they return to the law. This is a real insult to the Lord. God's economy is stressed in this message, and Christ is the center. And the carrying out of his economy that is the operation of his economy, has a center also, and that's his cross. If we leave Christ and his cross, we really insult God, and we even deny the center of the operation of his economy. So we do not want to nullify the grace of God. I believe Paul would speak strongly to us because our tendency is so strong to leave Christ and to leave his cross. Well, Dick, there was a remedy in Paul's day and he gave it to the Galatians, and we're going to hear it. It's the same remedy for us when we do fall into this same trap. Let's join Witness Lee for our first portion today. Christ crucified has too much to do with our enjoyment of the grace of God. Our enjoyment of the grace of God is altogether depending upon Christ crucified. Paul says this, Foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? Then he says, Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was openly portrayed. In what way? Portrayed, crucified. A crucified Christ is openly portrayed before your eyes. Haven't you seen this portrait? You have. But how could you forget? This tells us a lot. First of all, it tells us 
if we go back to the law, we don't need such a crucified Christ. If God wants us to keep the law, and if we can keep the law, and we can make it, then there's no need for Christ to be crucified. 3.1 should directly continue 2.21. 2.21 says, I do not notify the grace of God for... If righteousness is through law, then Christ had died for nothing. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has been with you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was openly portrayed crucified? Surely he was not crucified for nothing. For nothing really means without a cause. Did Christ die without a cause? Was Christ crucified without cause? We have to realize there was a big cause. Christ was crucified with a great cause. Without Christ, God's economy doesn't have a center. And without the cross of Christ, the carrying out of God's economy doesn't have a center. Christ is the center of God's economy, how to carry this center out, how to operate this center. It all depends upon Christ's cross. The cross is the center of God's operation in this whole universe to carry out his economy. In this short book, Paul always, he refers us back to the cross. In this book, it refers us back to the cross eight times. The answer to the foolish Galatians is to come back to the cross and have a thorough look at the crucified Christ. We all must come back to have a thorough look at the crucified Christ. Dick, the Apostle Paul highlights the foolishness of the Galatians by pointing out to them that they had been bewitched. But his antidote, we might say, for this foolishness is to point them repeatedly back to the cross. Why is the cross of Christ the remedy for the corruption that they had undergone? Because the enjoyment of the grace of God is altogether dependent upon the crucifixion of Christ. And actually, when Paul was writing to the Galatians, Chris, he was really trying to give them their medicine. He was bringing them back to the person of Christ and to the work of Christ by bringing them to the cross. The center of God's economy and the operation of his economy is Christ, the person, and his work, especially signified by the cross. So the solution to all the problems is really the crucifixion of Christ. He was giving them their medicine. If they would take this medicine, they would surely pick up the remedy to all their problems. If you take this medicine, this wonderful medicine, which is the crucified Christ, you know what you get? You get redeemed from your sins. You get rescued from this evil age. You get redeemed from under the curse of the law. You become God's righteousness because through his death, he fulfilled the righteous requirements of God. 
and you're enabled to be dead to the law so that you could live to God. Isn't this good medicine? Also, because of the Lord's death, Christ gave us the ground to crucify our evil and sinful and lustful flesh and to deny our opinionated and devilish self. And lastly, in this medicine, the crucified Christ gives us the way to be separated from the world, even the religious world. Remember what religion means, Chris? It means to worship God without the enjoyment of Christ. I tell you, if you don't take your medicine, that is Christ and his cross, then you are altogether in your sins. You're stuck in this evil age. You're under a curse. You are absolutely unrighteous. You could never live to God, only to yourself. You could never deal with your ugly flesh and yourself, and you have no way to be separated from this world. The moral of the story is Galatians and all Christians who hear this word, take your medicine, Christ and his cross. We'd better take our medicine, Dick. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Paul says Christ gave himself. That means was crucified for our sins, that he might rescue us out of the present evil age. He was crucified for our sins, but the goal, the aim, was to rescue us out of the evil age, the sins and the age. Do you realize all sins come from the devil? And the age, which is a part, a section, a portion of satanic cosmos, the world, this comes from Satan. Satan is both the devil and Satan. Devil is very much for the sins. And Satan is very much for the age. Galatians. And do the others, even you can go back to have a success in keeping the law. And how about the devil, Satan? Do you have a way to deal with this devil? Do you have a way to overcome Satan? It is Christ that was crucified for our sins. That he might rescue us out of the evil age. So, it is he that can save us from the devil and from Satan. This is according to the will of God. Both sins and the evil age have been dealt with by Christ crucified. Now, something on the positive side. Christ crucified to give himself for us that he might impart life to us, to impart the divine life to us, that he might live in us in resurrection, to free us from the bondage and the law. And this is all implied in chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians 2, 20 implies that Christ was crucified for us not only for our sins, not only with the goal to rescue us from the evil age, but for us 
that he might release his divine life. I impart his divine life into us that he might live in us in resurrection to free us from the bondage and the law. Without Christ crucified, Christ could never live in us in his resurrection. He could never live in you and me. It has to be a resurrected Christ, not a raw Christ. It has to be a processed Christ, a Christ that was incarnated and that was crucified in his incarnation. That means in his humanity. And then he was resurrected. Then they became the processed Christ, not the raw Christ. Then he has the ground and he has the way to enter into us, to live in us in his resurrection life. In his process, he has done a lot to deal with your sins and to condemn your fallen eye. Then in his resurrection, he come into you. So his coming into you and his living in you is all based upon his crucifixion. So Christ is the center of God's operation to carry out his economy. Dick, the crucifixion of Christ is at the center of God's economy. We're seeing today in Galatians that the cross has dealt with negative things like sin and the satanic evil age, but also positively, without Christ being crucified, he could never live in us in resurrection. Say something about both of these aspects, Dick, the negative and the positive. Well, concerning the negative, you have chapter 1, verse 4, which says, "...who gave himself for our sins." that he might rescue us out of the present evil age. Without the crucifixion of Christ, that is, without the cross of Christ, we have no way to deal with our sins. But because of the cross of Christ, that is, the death of Christ, we not only have our sins covered or put to the side, but our sins have been taken away. We've been forgiven, and according to the new covenant, God says, I do not even remember your sins. What a deal. We would never have this enjoyment without the cross of Christ. So negatively, we would just be in our sins, and we would just be going along with the course of this evil age. Our expression would not be God. It would not be Christ. It would just be this age. We would be, as Paul said, fashioned according to this age. The only thing we could express is self, sin, Satan, and the world. But because of the death of Christ, we get rescued from this present evil age. Then positively, if Christ had not been crucified, he could not live in us because crucifixion implies a process. If Christ was a raw Christ, now by that we mean a Christ who had never gone through any steps, he could never have the way to get into us. But because he was crucified, by dealing with the sins and all the barriers between us and him negatively in his death, he cleared the way so that in resurrection, when he changed his form and became a life-giving spirit, he could actually come to live in us. 
now we're enjoying this blessing very much even as we're here involved in this wonderful Galatians life study. Now we can enjoy Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. So the main point here is, if you leave Christ and his cross, there is no way to deal with your lustful flesh, and there's no way to deny yourself. You're just stuck in your flesh, and you're stuck with yourself. May we get out of there by turning to and enjoying the crucified Christ. Nick, this fellowship is really helping to bring about a deeper appreciation of how valuable the cross is, not just to remove our sins, but to really usher us into this enjoyment, this experience of our wonderful Christ. Amen. Let's go back to Witness Lee. The Christ that has been crucified through his redemption, he has redeemed us out of the curse of the law. Also, we need Christ to die on the cross to fulfill the requirement of the law that we may have righteousness in him. Paul says, if righteousness is through law, then Christ died for nothing. But Christ died to fulfill the requirement of the law that we may have righteousness in him. We didn't have any righteousness in Adam. But now Christ was crucified on the cross to fulfill all the requirements of God's holy and righteous now. We may have righteousness in him. He died on the cross for our righteousness. This is something on the passive. Also, Christ was crucified to make us dead to the law that we may live to God. This is clearly shown in verse 19, chapter 2. Also, Christ was crucified to have us crucified with him, that we may be able to crucify our flesh. Have you ever realized that you have a self? You have the old man, you have the self, and you have the flesh. You have these three things. It is our old man that has been crucified, not ourselves. And it is our flesh that we have crucified. Our old man was crucified by Christ. But our flesh has to be crucified by ourselves. You read Galatians 5.24. Those who are of Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with the patience and the lusts. You cannot crucify your old man. But you have to crucify your flesh. Then how about the self? You have to deny the self. By what way? By bearing the cross. To crucify your flesh with its patience and its lusts. These depend upon that Christ has crucified us. Suppose Christ has never died. Could you crucify your flesh? Christ 
was crucified on the cross. To his crucifixion, our old man, we were all crucified there. Now, in the resurrection life, based upon Christ's crucifixion, we can crucify our flesh. And we can live ourselves there on the cross. Hallelujah. When he was crucified, you and I, we all were crucified there. And now, in his resurrection, he lives in us. While he lives in us, we live with him. Then by this life, we are able, based upon his crucifixion, to crucify our flesh and to deny our ugly self. All this is based upon the crucifixion of Christ. Hallelujah. On the cross, Christ has redeemed us from sin, from our sins, from the curse of the law. And he has rescued us from the evil age. And he has given us the ground that we may be able to crucify our flesh with patience and lust. And also, on the cross, he has laid the foundation that the world and we are fully separate. Dick, there are three negative things in our being that need the effectiveness of the cross, the old man, the flesh, and the self. This was really interesting to see that the old man has been crucified by Christ. The flesh needs to be crucified by us, and the self must be denied by taking up the cross. You better help us here, Dick. There's a lot going on in relationship to his crucifixion. That's true, Chris. And the only help I can give is really what our brother gave. That is, we see in Romans 6.6, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. The fact is that when Christ died, our old man... That's also, in Galatians 2.20, the old I. That's the I who does not have Christ in him. The old man, the old I, was crucified with Christ. This is an accomplished fact. But the expression of the old I, the expression of the old man, we still have a problem with, and that is the flesh. The flesh, which is full of lust and sin, can only be dealt with based upon the accomplished fact of the crucifixion of our old man with Christ. Now, Christ is inside of us as the life-giving Spirit. And by this wonderful Christ as the Spirit, we have the ground through the accomplished fact of the crucifixion of our old man to crucify our flesh with its passions and its lusts. If Christ had not been crucified, we would not have that ground. We would never be able to deal with our flesh, with its passions and its lusts. So we must say, thank you, Lord, so much for your crucifixion that we would have the ground through your wonderful death and by your indwelling as the life-giving Spirit to crucify our flesh with the passions and the lusts. You notice the word says, In 524, they who are of Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its lusts. 
It doesn't say Christ crucified the flesh. It says we or they crucify the flesh. Our job is to crucify the flesh, but we could never do it if Christ had not already crucified the old man and come into us to be the life-giving spirit to make this fact real so that we, according to Romans 8.13, can put to death the practices of this evil and sinful body, that is, the flesh. Now, because of the cross of Christ and Christ indwelling us as the Spirit, we can crucify the flesh with its passions and its lusts. I'm glad you coupled it with that verse in Romans chapter 8. That's really a sister verse to this one, isn't it? And I think the two together help bring this matter much more clearly into focus. And the key has to be this indwelling Christ in the Spirit, indwelling in our spirit, in whom the effectiveness of the death of Christ resides. That's true. And Chris, you also asked about the self. Also, without the accomplished fact of our old man being crucified with Christ, we could not deny the self and leave the self on the cross. But his crucifixion, as an accomplished fact, and now his applying this fact as the life-giving spirit within us gives us the ground and the way to deny the self and to leave the self on the cross. The flesh, you may say, is really the evil side of us. The self is more the independent, opinionated side. Like when Peter told the Lord in Matthew 16, when the Lord said, I'm going to die on the cross, Peter said, Don't do it, Lord. Pity yourself. And the Lord had to turn to him and say, Get behind me, Satan. Your mind is not set on the things of God, but on the things of man. And he said, Whoever comes after me must deny himself. The self was just expressed through the opinion. So the crucifixion of Christ gives us all the ground to crucify our flesh and to deny the self. Without his crucifixion, we don't have that ground. Hallelujah for the crucifixion of Christ. Well, Dick, these are weighty matters. These are major matters, really, in the Christian faith, and I think that we need to recommend a couple of things. Number one, we need more broadcasts dealing with these topics. I agree. And we also encourage and hope that our listeners will take advantage of the offer to get these printed life study volumes. They are much more detailed and do a more thorough job than you and I have been able to accomplish in our few minutes together, Dick. We need that help. We surely do. What a resource, and it's available to us, and it's available to our listeners, and we're going to encourage you right now to contact us about receiving these Life Study volumes. We're in the Life Study of Galatians, volume number one right now, and uh, these messages go into much more detail, and there's a lot of help, and there's much light here from the Lord shining to help us as we day by day have to deal with our flesh, ourself, our opinions, the old man, the old nature, and yet be able to lay hold and experience the newness of Christ in his resurrection. So please contact us about these Life Study messages. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can send email to us, and our email address is radio at lsm.org. Our time is up for today. Let me just point out, we'll return again tomorrow. I'd like to thank you once again, Dick, for being with us. Come back very soon. I'd like to do that. And we hope that you'll join us even tomorrow as we continue in the life study of Galatians with Witness Lee. I'm Chris Wilde, and thank you very much for listening today.